Sometimes you might feel trapped between the right and the left. No one listens when you say taxation is theft. But there's a place where people know harsh government brings tears. So grab some blue and Latrina Chrome. Let's make the timeline weird. Friends against Oh, what a bitch. Rob him. What the hell? <laughs> yeah, you know that the place that I went to actually did get robbed. Not to, okay, so listen to this. So back in 2000, this was um, whatever year Hurricane Sandy was, and everything was closed down for a few days. Somebody, it, the place where I went to was Andy's Delicatessen, and um, <laughs> they're like one of the best delis in Queens, in my opinion. And they make a really great sandwich called the Fat Boy. Uh, the Fat Boy is nice. um, a roast beef uh, with mozzarella cheese uh, on garlic bread. And, you know, in the old days, wow, I just made a huge tangent. <clears throat> uh, let's get back to the uh, the robbery. Um, the robbery, sandwich does sound good, though. Yeah, I'm, I'll get and then I'll get back to the sandwich. The robbery occurred when Hurricane Sandy occurred. Somebody, so it's on a strip of stores, the uh, Andy's Delicatessen. It's at the end of a strip of stores that line Elliott Avenue. It's only like five or six, but it's One second, do you mean like during the actual hurricane? Like uh, hurricane well, we hits and then well, yeah, robbery while Liter- it's crazy Literally, I couldn't wind? tell you. Yeah, literally, oh. I couldn't tell you. Maybe. I don't remember. Maybe it was definitely only happened because people uh, weren't operating in the store because of Sandy. So it might have happened the day the Sandy happened. Sandy was weird because it happened like overnight. So anyway, so during or slightly after Hurricane Sandy, this place got robbed because somebody climbed up from the back up to a fire escape all the way up to the roof asphalt roof and then they like they sledgehammered their way through the asphalt roof and um dropped in uh and it was like three or four people um dropped in it's so weird because if you go on google maps and you looked at this place it is the most hole in the wall like in a weird extremely white uh hard to find neighborhood but I don't know what, how it happened, but, but they're extremely popular. So maybe they keep a lot of money on hand or who, who knows? Or maybe it was insurance fraud. I don't know. I'm not a that was a neighborhood hard to find. Uh, because neighborhoods in New York City are designed in specific ways for specific bordering communities not to be able to get into them. A lot of people uh, don't know that where uh, this place Middle Village is, where Andy's Delicatessen is. A lot of people don't know it exists because it's flanked on many sides by uh, very large cemeteries and um railway tracks so it's actually quite hard to get into unless you know the specific streets you have to go through okay um, so it had to be like somebody in the neighborhood <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> you don't gotta say it we all know we all know 
anti-Irish, yeah, anti-Irish sentiments. Absolutely. Um, <laughs> I know the guy Brian who bought the place after it was robbed, and then Brian subsequently sold it, which is how I get to where I am right now. I hope His he sandwich, made some money off it. I, 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 he definitely did because nice. when he bought, when Brian bought it, it was after Brian bought this place that he ended up being able to afford to buy and create a laundromat at the other side of this strip of businesses. So even while he, after he bought it, this guy was balling because of how good the business was doing. And it really, because the food is spectacular. Like it's the best German deli food that you could get in probably in America. It's really good. Like they make an incredible tuna salad. They make incredible like, uh, Rouladen and like all kinds of like, uh, meatballs and pastas and and stroganovs and uh all kinds of good shit and uh so this is where how i lead to get to where i am right now which is i have the sandwich in front of me i'm complaining about how dry it is so here's the issue they used to be give you gravy with this thing and at some point brian sold the business to a guy named rico who i like but but the problem with rico is rico had very much had the idea i think to come in and change the business up. He was like oh, the guy who was like, Rico. put more international food in the place more generally. So, poutine. They had General So's. And it's like, man, 10 years ago, it would have been unheard of to have General So's in one of the things on this counter. Anyway, I don't care. I mean, I could get General So's at one of the five Chinese food places that are in the walking distance of that place. So, I don't understand why right? that's a case. But, the thing is, he also changed recipes and he also changed the things that are on the sandwiches that were already there that everybody already loved. And one of the things that was changed, and I like Rico a lot, but I don't, I just think that uh, he's either cutting costs or doing something. And maybe I can't blame him because of coronavirus. Who the fuck knows? But uh, one of the things that has suffered is that this sandwich, the fat boy, which if, if you'll recall is roast beef and mozzarella cheese. Um, on garlic bread, on garlic, that garlic bread. bread that gets me. It's so good, man. And you can smell them when they cook it. Uh, oh, like Lordy. they put it in a toaster oven. And so anytime you walk in, you know, somebody orders a fat boy cause you smell that garlic bread. You can smell yeah. that fat boy. Oh, you can smell it. Hmm. But here's the thing. So I go in today. smelling fat boy. And I order. A bagel with cream cheese, scallion, sorry, a bagel with scallion cream cheese and bacon, not toasted. And I get that, and that's perfectly fine. And then I get a 12-ounce Red Bull, and I get a a mango, uh, banana, orange, Tropicana, 8-ounce, the one you stick the straw in in the cardboard carton. Okay. Um, that was what I got. And I also got the deep river salt and vinegar potato chips. I heard this is a great order for me. So I got that. And then I was like, you know what? I need lunch because Friday is the day when I don't fast. It's my day off. So I get uh, another thing. I go get the fat boy, which I've explained to you what the sandwich is. Except in the old days, you used to get gravy on it. And that was a problem, obviously, because if you don't eat the sandwich within five minutes, it's a fucking mess. And so right, Brian, soggy. like halfway through Brian taking over, right. Extru- not only, And it's already a soggy sandwich because one of my gripes that this place has, I've always had with this place is that they don't use a paper 
wrapper on the inside, they use a uh, tinfoil wrapper on the inside, which if you use paper, the paper sucks up the saw, so- the, the, right. the, whatever you call it. The, uh, the juices, the, 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 ju- the juice, the, the, yeah, the, 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 the sandwich the juice. The gas coming off of the sandwich, the juice gas coming off of the sandwich, it catches it in the paper. Whereas in tinfoil, you don't get any of that catch. It all just turns back into liquid and makes the whole sandwich wet. And then on top of that, they would put gravy on the sandwich and it made it wet. So obviously, what would you do? You just put the gravy on the side, right? Yeah, naturally. Brian came in and maybe a year or two after Brian came in, he said... You know what I think we need to do is take the gravy uh, off of the sandwich menu and just have the boys, because this is the number one, like on the, the menu list, this fat boy is number one and fat girl is number two. I, I don't remember what the fat girl has, but I'll, I'll let you know because I can look up the menu. Um, fat boy was number one. So everybody loved it. Everybody knew it. Let me get a fat boy. That's what you say when you go in. And so... Brian said, let's just take that thing off. So they took it off. And so it's not evident anymore on there that you're supposed to get gravy with it. The thing is, back in Brian's time, the boys would just ask you, hey, you want the gravy on the side? And everybody would say, of course I do. Because I'm a freaking, it's genius to be able to dip this sandwich in gravy, brown gravy, and then you eat it like that. It's heaven. Oh, for sure. Because the problem with this place is that the roast beef is real dry for some reason. And now uh, I, we get back to Rico era. And Rico, the guys don't even ask you for gravy anymore. So you have to ask for gravy. And I remember that. So I go in and I ask for the gravy. Hey, let me get some gravy on the side there. And he goes, you just want a little container of gravy? And I go, yeah, absolutely. By the way, all the workers who used to be there aren't there anymore. So I don't know if Rico brought in his people or if Rico like just rubbed a lot of people who were already there the wrong way, and so they left. I don't know, but it's I mean, all restaurants like, always have a big you know turnover. They didn't when Brian took over, is what I wonder. So I, I always mm. wonder. And the thing is, again, I really like Rico, and I really think Rico is well liked by all the people there. So I don't know what happened. Maybe again, coronavirus was pretty rough on people, so I have no clue. I mean, I like a lot of people with bad business sense. Yeah, I think that's what it is, is Rico doesn't understand the, that, that the neighborhood just, that neighborhood just kind of, and the, the surrounding areas just kind of want what they want, and they don't right. want changes. But anyway, so now I, I go in and I ask specifically for gravy, and the guy specifically says, all right, I'll get you the gravy, and there's no gravy in the freaking bag, and it, the sandwich is dry, so as delicious as it is, the fact that I'm eating it at 625 Instead of when I ordered it at 125 or whenever the hell that was, it's just dry now. Then there's no way to make it wet. And that sucks. That's awful. <laughs> Fucking Rico. Yeah, man. Rico, you know, buddy, I'm praying for you because I want that business to stay there. And I, I you know, listen, <laughs> the general says you got to cut that out. There's no need. Hey, no maybe need. you just need to talk to him or like, do they have a suggestion box? They do not, but you know what? I'm not unfamiliar with Rico. Like, I probably could be like, hey, man, uh, hey, the other day I had noticed blah, blah, blah. And he'd be like, oh, really? And, you know, maybe we could do it like that. Yeah, because I want to, yeah. I love a fucking family business, even though Rico's not a part of the family. It's still a business that was started by family and entrusted to Rico, who had worked there as long as Brian. So, right. And it's local, you know, like it's, it's mm-hmm. part of the community. 
Yeah, and people don't really like know about this place, which is kind of nice because it's not a hipster place. It's just like an old timey German deli, but people don't really know about it, which is kind of nice. Dude, we got a place sort of like that in Dallas. It's uh, connected to a laundromat owned by the same guy, but it's a chicken, just a fried chicken place. Uh, It's called Mike's Chicken. And it's just, I mean, it's, it's really nothing special. It's just regular fried chicken, Mm. but it's just so juicy and tender. And I mean, if anybody comes into town, I recommend that they go there. And it's just weird to me that I'm suggesting that you go to a friggin' laundromat to get chicken. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I mean, anybody can be the best chef in the universe, right? (laughs) Right. Oh God. Come to Dallas, man. We'll get some chicken. What is it in Dallas? Like, is there anything in Dallas that like people like tourists are like, you got to go to that. Um, I mean, yeah, I guess there's like, uh, there's a museum and an aquarium. I mean, food wise, food wise, uh, it's mostly like barbecue, uh, you know, hole in the wall barbecue. Don't, uh, Barbecue. Texas barbecue. I don't like. Your Texas barbecue. You know why I don't fucking like Texas barbecue? Because this goddamn fat boy has me spoiled on brisket now. I'm really upset. (laughs) I mean, I've Uh, I've had some really good brisket out here. You think if they put it with mozzarella cheese and garlic bread on it for me, you think they could make a, a Texas fat boy? I'm sure that you could find a a Texas fat boy out here. Mm, are there, maybe there's like a hole in the wall, German delicatessen down there in Dallas, Fort Worth that I can go to and ask the guy for a Texas size fat boy. Uh, I do boys. know of a German sort of, you know, deli type place, but it's more uh cake and pie focused. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I need the meat. I need the meat. Places like that are dying out. Like uh, immigrant, like like European immigrant delicatessens are kind of dying out, which is a shame because like like European, like Northern European food is okay, but their deli stuff is really fucking good. So it's like oh, a shame. Um, a friend of my wife's has um, she has a friend that uh, the their family owns like a German diner. And I think it's been open like the 60s or 70s. Uh, it's called Kubi's. Mm. Um, I don't know if Carr has been there. It's in, in Dallas, uh, a little to the north of Dallas. But yeah, they, they it's a like a diner and sausage house. Mm. Um, and they got, yeah, a little, a little German market. Um, that's another place I, I definitely recommend. But yeah, there's not too many like authentic European restaurants anymore. Everyone's trying to get all trendy and do their stupid yeah, it, fusion stuff. Yeah, if you, which is funny because if I open a restaurant, I would totally be doing fusion stuff. But yeah, there's no Hipster. like back back to the roots. I if I was rich, man, I would open two restaurants. I would open. And look at me talking like I have any fucking business to be talking about this stuff. But I would open a I would open a Sicilian restaurant, like specifically focused on cooking Sicilian food. Um, and then I would do like a Japanese Italian fusion place. 
Um, Japanese Italian fusion. Yeah. Cool stuff. I think you could. I would definitely want to try it. <laughs> At least. I don't know. But yes, I would totally not be doing traditional European food either because I guess you have no faith that anybody would want to eat that kind of stuff anymore. I would do a ramen restaurant, except not like a fancy ramen restaurant. Everything would just be packages of top ramen. That definitely would be lucrative. One dollar each, and you set people up with a top ramen, a little quail egg, uh... Yeah, do, cool you know, f- fancy, stupid stuff like that and charge, mm. like, $20 a dish. See, so do a top ramen, but that's the thing is, uh, kids my age and shit like that, like, we would definitely bite into that. Like, if you did top ramen base with the top ramen, um, what's it called, dashi, that they give you, you know, in the little package that you mix with water, it just is basically a dashi, and you just do that. And then you do fancy shit on top of it. People yeah. would love that. Dude, I saw this article about how to plate things. Like, you know, the science of plating. Like, I'm what set. What did you learn from it? Oh, I don't know. I haven't read it yet. But, you know, I figured <laughs> I you with, read it. with that resource. Oh, no, it made me so mad to look at. Oh, are you talking about the one that I was talking about? Yeah, that's the one. Oh my god, everybody, you have to Google. Do you have the name of the book? No, I I don't. Um Oh my god. This It's like a Afro-Caribbean plating book that you can get for free. Uh The thing the that makes art. me mad about it is they're like trying to make it out to be a science. But no, you just put it on the plate to where it looks good. That's it. It's not a science, it's an art. Obviously. It's art, my balls <laughs> but see the thing is um plating is only an art if the cooking is art first like if you're not gonna cook art you can't plate it i mean personally i don't think top ramen is art but you never know yeah i can just sell it to some dumb hipsters that's right it's not the dumb hipsters who would buy it though it's old people and and very young people the hipsters would know. They'd be like, oh, top ramen? I don't think so. Hmm. The art of plating. I can't freaking find it. It was. It was like a Senegalese uh, Cuban something. And it was really interesting because the pictures that they used, the illustrations they used were infuriating. Like they yeah. were really simple and oddly shaped and no food was shaped like any of the illustrations that they were using. Like they were using lines and ovals. Right. Like, sense. oh, here's how to serve a fish spine. Like, yeah. And it doesn't look anything like a spine at all. It's a fucking oval. It's so weird. It's so strange. God, the internet's stupid. Honestly, I'm starting to think it was a bad idea. The internet is dumb. Um, so you're our first caller into the show. <laughs> In the show's <laughs> oh, yeah. history. Forgot you're we were the first doing caller. That. Um, how are we going to do this? Oh, so you, so you call into the show and you, you just harass us about Christmas? <laughs> I mean, I got a little, um, I wouldn't say harass, you know, just some constructive criticism. 
I feel like you've been you're you've invaded our safe space. Uh, you have a safe space. Yeah, this podcast is our safe space. Our Snow like place. our safe space. Yeah. So what? <laughs> <laughs> so what? Every snowflake is unique, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> and yes, you are a precious, precious snowflake. Thank you so bird. much. Thank you so much. Um, and you know what else snowflakes are? Symbols of Christmas. Christmas? Ridiculous yeah. holiday. I hate it. Do you? Is that the no. case? That's, I love that, it. Yeah, I was going to say. That would be surprising. Christmas um, is the best, second best holiday. Whoa. Hold on. What is that best holiday? Easter? Easter, of course. Yeah, see now... Before we actually simulate the phone call, that was my whole thing was, like, am I allowed to like Halloween the most? And I think I am, because when I define holiday, it's, like, the best thing to get drunk on. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? Like, Dude, try out Arbor Day. <laughs> we used I mean, to have I, Arbor Day parties, and, like, to this day, I have no idea when Arbor Day actually is. Arbor Day is what, about trees? Yeah, trees are dope. Trees are dope, but wouldn't you smoke? I mean, do you like do you like breathing? You think a tree. Is that what Arbor Day is for? Is it like Veterans Day for trees? Veterans Day for trees, yeah, pretty much. Wow. April thirtieth. Oh, it's, we just it's always... not long after my Oh yeah, sometimes my birthday is Arbor Day, I think. I don't know if Arbor Day is one of those that is not a consistent day of the year. Um, I have no idea. We would just this year it's April thirtieth. Have 30th. a random party and call it an Arbor Day party. <laughs> when in like June, June, <laughs> like December, like we didn't get <laughs> yeah, fuck it, the trees, yeah, <laughs> yeah, the greenery day in Japan. They have the greenery day. See, these are good. These are good holidays. But yeah, I think if I'm defining a holiday, it's a thing that people call a holiday, but also the best thing among those things to get drunk at. You know what I mean? So that that the Su- Super Bowl Sunday is not a holiday because nobody calls it a holiday, even though it's a great day to get drunk. You have to fulfill both qualities in order to be uh, a holiday that I like the most. Right. So, so that's yeah, St. Patrick's Day. That is a uh, see the thing about St. Patrick's Day is I prefer to get high on St. Patrick's Day, um, because uh, driving around is dangerous. Going out to the bars, everybody gets really intoxicated uh, that day. It's like a lot. Oh yeah, yeah they got a, a big uh, big parade in Dallas every year. Yeah, yeah. Ezekiel that's one of the- Elliott got in trouble for uh, pulling down a woman's shirt. At one of these parades a couple Jesus years Christ. ago. Jesus Christ, Zeke. Well, Football players, they do be yeah. boobing. Yeah, they do. All right, let's do the phone call. Um, so you got some ideas on how to do this. Ring, 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 ring. Ring, 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 ring. I'll pick it up. Hey, uh, thanks for being the first caller to the Friends Against Government podcast. Uh, what's your name, and uh, what do you what do you think about the holiday season? Hey, hey, uh, Aches Freeborn here, a longtime listener, first-time caller. I, I just love the show, listening for a long time. I 
But honestly, I got to let you know, I, I can't get into this whole Halloween bit. You know, everybody knows that Christmas season starts the day after Easter, you pagan homos. <laughs> that was perfect. <laughs> How did you do that on a first shot? <laughs> um, honestly, uh, like, I was like rip, since I came off, up with, wasn't it? <laughs> right, since I came up with the idea, I have been kind of nervous about it. I uh-huh. just have this stupid stage fright. Uh-huh. And so I absolutely did not want to do it twice. Well, you fucking nailed it. Congratulations. And this is going to be a little bonus episode, if you don't mind, because this is a great, <laughs> this is a great little recording. Um, uh, no, that's cool. I don't mind. Um, but uh, I gave a shout great. out I'm to gonna... Mike's Chicken. So he Mike's Chicken, duties. and then yeah, there you go, and give out the rest of your shout outs. Um, I mean, really, nobody. I hate people. <laughs> Not even yourself. Oh, How I'm about... the worst. Have you met me? <laughs> How about uh, anybody on Twitter who you have made a meme of that you might want to stand? Anybody you can think of? Uh, I quit Twitter, but uh, I do really miss Todd. Um. Todd Hagopian, of course, yeah, the man. Todd, he's, and yeah. he's doing very well. He's got a podcast going. He's uh, man, six, six, as far as I'm concerned, running very well, like doing a good thing. Um, and with that, <laughs> with that, uh, keep two hands on the 